We will begin the story in just a moment, but first I have a message for the parents out there. We are driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search. Match with Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed, because Indeed is your all-in-one matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. When I was looking to hire someone, the process was so slow and I felt very overwhelmed. I wish I had used Indeed because in addition to helping you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash story. Just go to Indeed.com slash story right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash story terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed indeed hey everyone angie here welcome to the story spectacular summertime playlist volume two i'm here to share two hours of tales from season two of story spectacular This mix is perfect for road trips and summertime relaxation. Happy listening! Story Spectacular! Today's show is titled The Dinosaur Games and features the voices of Aaron, Bridget, and Mike from Aaron's World, an imaginative science podcast for kids. If you enjoyed this dynamite episode, be sure to check out Aaron's World on the Kids Listen podcast app. Who wants a story? Welcome to Story Spectacular, the silly story show you can take on the go. Listen along in the car, while you're having snack time, or even when you're riding on your pet dinosaur. I'm your host, Angie. Today is a dynamite episode. We have some special guests joining us today to bring you a very funny story about some hilarious dinosaur athletes. Who do you think will be the winner of the legendary dinosaur competition? Let the games begin now. The Dinosaur Games. Welcome to the Mesozoic Era! It's time for the opening ceremonies of the prehistoric dinosaur games. I'm Stegosaurus, your referee and host for today's events. Allow me to introduce our star dinosaur athletes who will be competing for gold fossil medallions. We have Pterodactyl. Uh, hi. This long-winged lizard is ready to fly by the competition. We have Triceratops! Howdy! This three-horned dinosaur can't wait to headbutt its way to victory! 
Here is Velociraptor! Hello. This sleek and speedy dino hopes to run away with a gold medal today. And finally, perhaps our most favorite contender competing today in these here dinosaur games, the mean and mighty Tyrannosaurus Rex! Can this Tyrannosaurus wreck the competition and dinosaur to victory? We will soon find out. And, oh, wait, what's this? Sorry, gosh, I didn't see you there. Uh, folks, it looks like we have one more dinosaur athlete competing today. It's Micropathycephalosaurus? Yes, that's correct, Micropathycephalosaurus. Uh, what a long name for such a small dinosaur. Hmm, this should be interesting. Well, now that we've introduced all of our contestants, let the dinosaur games begin! For our first event, we have the hurdles. Contestants must run as fast as they can and jump over the hurdles without knocking them over. Athletes, are you ready? Ready! ready. One, two, three, dino, go! And they're off. The pterodactyl is just flying over the hurdles. Disqualified. The Triceratops is knocking the hurdles over with its horns. Disqualified. Velociraptor is taking an early lead, but the T-Rex is hot on the Velociraptor's tail. I'm coming for you, Raptor. Eat my carbon dust. Hmm, and where is Micropachycephalosaurus? That puny dinosaur isn't even tall enough to jump over the hurdles. That mini dino is just running underneath them. Disqualified. I did my best. Maybe I'll win the next one. Looks like it's going to be a race to the finish between T-Rex and Velociraptor. Whoop, whoop, the Velociraptor just made it across by a hair. Or is that a feather? Anyway, the Velociraptor is the gold medallion winner of our first event. Let's move on to the long jump competition. Our contestants will run up to the line and jump as far as they can across the sandy pit. First up is the pterodactyl. Now be sure not to flap those wings or you'll be disqualified. Don't worry, I promise not to flap. The pterodactyl takes a few long strides, then leaps into the air and dinosaurs across the field. Wow, that must be some kind of a record. Let's see if the other dinosaur athletes can beat it. Triceratops runs with great force and leaps into the air, but quickly sinks like a dino stone. Uh-oh. I think I may be stuck in the sand. Let's get a paleontologist in here to dig out that Triceratops. In the meantime, up next, it's the Velociraptor, hoping to score another victory. The Velociraptor starts running faster and faster and faster. Hey, you're supposed to jump. The Velociraptor ran across the whole sandy pit and didn't even attempt the long jump. Sorry, Velociraptor, that means you're disqualified. Gee, I don't mind. That was a fun run, just like the beach. Now we have the Tyrannosaurus Rex. The massive T-Rex is running with great speed and power. It leaps into the air with its long legs and lands into the sand. Wow, what an incredible jump by the T-Rex. 
But unfortunately for him, the pterodactyl is still in the lead with the farthest jump. Ah, caveman. Oh, and I almost forgot the micropachycephalosaurus is our last contestant to jump. The micropachycephalosaurus takes a few tiny steps, then jumps only a few inches. Hey, micropachycephalosaurus, it's supposed to be a long jump, not a teeny tiny short jump. Maybe next time. Looks like the pterodactyl will take the gold for this event. Woohoo! Now we have the boulder chucking competition. The dino athletes will hurl this 100-pound boulder as far as they can. Up first, the pterodactyl. Oh dear, the pterodactyl is having a hard time picking up the boulder with its wings. Gee, I give up. I'd rather listen to rock than throw one. Next, it's the Triceratops. Wait, what is this three-horned dino doing? It's backing up away from the rock. Oh, and now the dino is running full speed towards it. And whoa, the Triceratops just headbutted the 100-pound boulder right out of the stadium. Wowza. <laughs> and wait, what's this? The Velociraptor has decided to sit this game out and is listening to rock music along with a pterodactyl. Actually, I prefer Velociraptor music. Alrighty then, now it's time for the T-Rex. This mega dino is sure to be a fierce competitor in the boulder chucking competition. The Tyrannosaurus Rex bends down to pick up the boulder and lifts it into the air. But whoop, uh-oh, the T-Rex has such short arms and didn't throw the boulder very far at all. In fact, the massive rock landed on the poor T-Rex's big toe. Yeah. Wow, what an upset. You're telling me. <laughs> oh, and uh, I guess the Micropachycephalosaurus is going to give this one a try too. Uh, yikes, that boulder is actually bigger than the dinosaur. The Micropachycephalosaurus is trying to lift the boulder with its teeny arms, but this hundred pound rock won't budge. Sorry, I'm afraid you're disqualified. That's all right. Maybe I'll win the next one. Looks like the Triceratops is the clear gold fossil medallion winner of this event. Yippee! I'm on the Triceratops of the world. Now for our last event of the day, folks, we are about to do the Dinosaur Roar Contest. The winner of this event will win the dazzling Dino Trophy. Each dinosaur will line up and give their best, most impressive, most original, most inventive roar. The winning roar will be determined by our dino meter. Up first, we have the pterodactyl. Are you ready? Ready. Give us your best roar. <laughs> I swallowed a bug. Oh, that one didn't do so well. The dynometer rates that roar extinct. Up next, it's the Triceratops. Are you ready to roar? Ready. Give us your best. <laughs> hey, no fair. The pterodactyl was tickling me. Well, let's see what the dinometer says about that one. The dinometer gave it a mediocre roar rating. 
Now it's time for the Velociraptor. Are you ready? Ready. Give us your best roar. <laughs> wow, that was a pretty good one. Let's see what the dynometer says. Jurassic. That's quite a decent score for the Velociraptor. But now it's time for the T-Rex. The Tyrannosaurus Rex has one of the loudest and longest roars around. Let's see what the mighty dino does. Are you ready, T-Rex? Ready. Now give us your best roar. <laughs> Yowza! The dinometer rated that one glorious. It's gonna be impossible to top that roar, but we still have one last little dino contestant. The tiny Micropachycephalosaurus is gonna give it a try. Are you ready? Ready. Now give us your best roar. <laughs> I don't believe it. That roar was amazing. In fact, it earned a perfect score on the Dino Meter with a rating of Dynamite! Congratulations, Micropachycephalosaurus! You have won the Dazzling Dino Trophy! Golly, thanks! <laughs> no fair. I wanted to win the Dino Trophy. Besides, the Micropachycephalosaurus can't even pick it up. Hey, T-Rex, I have an idea. Since the dino trophy's too heavy for me to pick up, why don't we share it? I can sit inside the trophy cup, and you can carry me around in it. What do you say? Do we have a dino deal? Dino deal. Thanks, little buddy. That's right, folks. These amazing dino athletes are all just full of surprises. Let's hear it for the Micropachycephalosaurus. Let's hear it for all of our delightful dinosaur athletes. Hurrah, these dinosaur games are sure to go down in prehistory. Congratulations, Micropachycephalosaurus. What a roaring good time. If you enjoyed this fun dino story, then check out Aaron's World. Aaron's World is a fun and imaginative science-themed audio adventure for kids. It's a 50-episode story following the time-traveling adventures of a little boy and his trusty computer companion, I know, as they explore the prehistoric world. If you like adventures with dinosaurs, robots, time travel, and plenty of science, then this podcast is definitely for you. Visit www.mydogrocket.com to learn more. You can find Aaron's World on the Kids Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. Dino deal. <laughs> I just love meeting new and interesting friends, don't you? Well, lucky for us, we have some mail from someone who is very interesting and also very hungry. It's time for Animail, where we read listener mail from our animal friends. Today's mail comes from our listener, Pay the Panda. Pay writes... 
Dear Angie and friends, my name is Pei and I'm a giant panda bear. I live in the bamboo forest in Sichuan, China. I just listened to the episode all about the county fair. My favorite part of the story was Digger and the Pie Eating Contest because I love to eat too. My favorite thing to eat is bamboo. In fact, I eat about 20 to 30 pounds of bamboo a day. It's just so yummy. Maybe I can bake a bunch of bamboo pies and have Digger over for a pie-eating contest to see who the ultimate champion would be. Ha <laughs> ha, that would be some paw-licking fun. Anyway, I better go now. I'm writing this letter on a piece of bamboo paper and it's looking pretty tasty. I better send this letter out before I eat it. Thanks again for all the spectacular stories. Signed, Pay the Panda. <laughs> Thanks, Pay. I can tell you were very hungry when you wrote this because there is a bite mark taken out of the corner of this letter. But I'm so glad you managed to send it in anyway. I think a pie-eating contest between you and Digger the dog would be as legendary as the dinosaur contest. Yeah, I think so too, Angie. My stomach is already starting to roar. <laughs> Looking forward to reading more animal from our animal listeners soon. Today's show is sure to go down in prehistory. <laughs> we heard all about the hilarious dinosaur games. Each dinosaur had its very own unique talent, especially the little Micropachycephalosaurus, who won the dinosaur roar contest and took home the big prize. Golly, thanks. We also heard from Pay the Panda, who told us all about her love of bamboo. <laughs> I bet she would surely win in an all-you-can-eat contest. We'll see about that, Angie. Haha, <laughs> I just love me some friendly competition. Story Spectacular. Story Spectacular is written and hosted by Angela Ferrari. Story Spectacular is a proud member of Kids Listen, a grassroots organization of children's podcasters who are all committed to providing high-quality audio content for kids. You can listen to this show and discover lots of other spectacular shows for kids on the Kids Listen podcast app. A big thank you once again to Aaron, Bridget, and Mike for lending your voices for today's episode. Be sure to check out Aaron's World to hear even more from these talented storytellers. And remember, the best way you can support the show is to tell someone you know. Tell a friend about Story Spectacular and share on social media. Because stories are always more fun when you can share them with your friends. Thanks for listening. That was a fun run. Yippee! Woohoo! <laughs> Story Spectacular! Today's show is titled Bubble Trouble and features the vocal talents of Dan Sachs from Noodle Loaf. Who wants a story? 
welcome to Story Spectacular, the silly story show you can take on the go. Listen along in the car, while you're having a snack, or even while you're blowing bubbles in the bathtub. I'm your host, Angie. Our friend Dan Sachs from Noodle Loaf is joining us here today to tell a silly story about a blowfish named Puff who loves to blow bubbles. But one day, Puff gets into a bit of bubble trouble. How will Puff solve this dilemma? Let's find out and begin our funny fish tale now. Bubble Trouble Once upon a time, in a magical bay, lived a tiny little blowfish named Puff. Hi there. Puff was yellow and speckled with tiny little spikes. Puff had a very special talent. He could puff himself up really big and push his spikes out really far until he looked like a prickly, bouncy ball. Guess what Puff loved to do best? He loved to blow bubbles. Bubbles, bubbles, Puff would take a deep breath into his belly and his cheeks would get bigger and bigger as he inhaled. Then Puff would blow out beautiful bubbles. Sometimes he would blow little bubbles. One, two, three, four, four bubbles. Hooray! Other times Puff would blow out slow and steady to create one great big bubble. Whoa, that one is humongous. <laughs> some bubbles were pink and some were purple. Some were blue and some were green. Pretty bubbles. Every bubble that Puff blew would rise up higher and higher until it disappeared from sight. Puff the blowfish always wondered where his beautiful bubbles went. I'm always blowing bubbles, pretty bubbles in the bay. They fly up like so, where do they go? Perhaps I'll know, someday, day, 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 day. One day, Puff the Blowfish decided to blow the biggest bubble he could. He took in a great big breath. His cheeks and belly expanded to the point where it looked like Puff might burst. Then the little blowfish slowly blew out a great big mega behemoth gargantuan ginormous jumbo whopping bubble. The bubble surrounded Puff and he found himself floating inside the great big bubble. This is amazing! The 
the big, mega, behemoth, gargantuan, ginormous, jumbo-whopping bubble lifted off the ocean floor and floated all the way up to the surface with Puff inside. Whoa, I've never been up here before. Then the bubble kept floating up out of the ocean and into the sky. Whoa, I'm a blowfish out of water. I better pull in my spike so I don't pop this big bubble. Puff kept floating higher and higher and higher. A flock of seagulls flew by, looking confused as the blowfish in the bubble waved his little fin and kept floating up. Puff floated through the clouds and wondered, How much higher can I float? Just then, he felt the bubble go bump. Puff looked up and saw that he had reached the sky ceiling. The blowfish looked around and saw every bubble he had ever blown stuck up on the ceiling too. Little bubbles, big bubbles, green, purple, and pink bubbles. I wondered where all these bubbles floated off to. Puff the Blowfish was so excited to reunite with all of his bubbles that he accidentally puffed himself up. Uh His prickly spikes pushed out and popped his big bubble with a boom. But surprisingly, he didn't fall. He just stayed floating in the air. This is cool. I'm not falling, but I'm also not moving. Oh dear. How will I get back down? Puff pushed his way over to another big bubble. He popped it with his spikes. Hey, look. I'm slowly sinking down. Then Puff floated over to a tiny bubble and gave it a pop. Now I'm floating back up. He popped another big bubble and he began to float back down. This is fun! Hmm, there seems to be a pattern. There's a difference depending which ones I pop. The little ones send me back higher, and the big ones make me drop. swaying back and forth in the air until he splashed his way back down to the magical bay. He floated down in the water until he reached the ocean floor. Puff sighed. All of my beautiful bubbles have popped. I guess I'm just going to have to blow a bunch of new bubbles. New bubbles. I'm going to blow some new bubbles. 
And that's exactly what Puff the Blowfish did. <laughs> what wonderful bubble fun! Did you love today's story with Dan Sachs as the voice of Puff the Blowfish? Well, you're really going to love listening and singing along to Noodle Loaf. Here is what Dan's voice actually sounds like. Hello, everybody. This is Dan Sachs, host of Noodle Loaf, the interactive music-themed podcast for kids. You can subscribe to Noodle Loaf on the Kids Listen podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is amazing! I love discovering new things, don't you? Well, lucky for us, Tildy is back to tell us some fun facts about blowfish. Tildy is a tortoise. She's one of the oldest living creatures on the planet. She's traveled all around the world and has seen many, many things. She's here with us today to share three fun facts. Isn't that right, Tildy? That is correct, Angie. I've been all around the world and I've seen many, many things. Today I have some fun facts about blowfish, or pufferfish as they're more commonly called. Fact 1. There are many varieties and sizes of pufferfish that live all around the world. One thing they have in common is that they can all puff out and expand their bodies. Many even have spikes that pop out as well. Some kinds of pufferfish can puff out to make themselves three times larger in size. Oh wow, that's cooler than an inflatable inner tube. Fact 2. Some species of pufferfish can change color to help them blend in with their surroundings. This is another way they can protect themselves from larger fish predators. Neato! I'd like to wear some undersea camouflage too! Fact 3. Speaking of protecting themselves from predators, pufferfish are some of the most poisonous creatures in the world. Uh-oh. Many animals and plants are naturally poisonous so that other predators will avoid eating them. Golly, even though pufferfish are small and adorable, they have so many interesting ways to defend themselves. Underwater bullies definitely shouldn't mess with a pufferfish. This is cool. Haha, <laughs> it's true, Angie. If I ever become the first turtle to puff out my shell and wear spikes like a pufferfish, I'll be sure to come back and let you know. Sounds good to me, Tildy. Come back again soon with even more fun facts. Goodbye, little bubble blowers. Hooray! We had so much fishy fun today. We heard about Puff the Blowfish, who loved to blow bubbles. Bubbles, 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 bubbles. Puff even floated up to the sky in a bubble and got into a little bubble trouble. Uh-oh. But he learned how to pop his way back down safely to the water. We also heard from Tildy the tortoise who told us some fun facts about pufferfish. I can't wait to see you all in the ocean again soon. Story Spectacular!
Story Spectacular is hosted by Angela Ferrari. To learn more about the show and to purchase original children's books by me, go to storyspectacular.com. A big thanks to our guest Dan Sachs for lending his voice and musical talents in today's episode. Be sure to check out his creative, musical, and interactive show Noodle Loaf wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in to this fun story collaboration and be sure to share it with your friends. Together we can have a spectacular time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, bubble blowers. Story Spectacular. Today's show is titled The Crime Fighting Critter Club and features the voice of Rob Griffiths from Bedtime FM Storytime Podcast. If you enjoy this cute critter story, be sure to subscribe on the Kids Listen Podcast app. Who wants a story? Welcome to Story Spectacular, the crime-fighting show you can take on the go. Listen along in the car, while you're on a bicycle, or even while you're out fighting crime. I'm your host, Angie. Today, Rob Griffiths is here to lend his voice and help tell an exciting story about a crime-fighting critter club. Yippee! What sorts of courageous critter adventures do you think our heroes will go on tonight? Let's begin this critter tale now. The Crime-Fighting Critter Club It's nighttime in the big city. The lights in the tall buildings have flickered off and everyone is in their beds fast asleep. The city is very quiet. Which means it's time for the crime-fighting critter club to assemble. A skunk crawls out from a culvert. A big dog sneaks out its backyard from a secret hole in the fence. A raccoon quietly creeps out of a garbage can. And a little mouse scampers out from the drain of a sewer. All the critters meet up at the crime-fighting headquarters in the city junkyard. Ah, smells like a beautiful night to fight some crime. The skunk remarks, Squeak, squeak, yeah, I can't wait to get our next assignment. The little mouse says with excitement. Just then, a messenger pigeon carrying a parcel swoops down from the sky and drops a folded piece of paper. The paper falls down to the ground right at the foot of the big dog. He opens the paper to read the assignment. What's it say? Asks the raccoon. Why, it's a poster for a lost kitten. The dog continues reading. The kitten went missing from its home yesterday. And look, here's its picture. Aw, 
The poor little kitten. It must be so frightened. Yeah, we must find this lost pet at once and bring it back home. The mouse declared. Squeak, squeak. Let's go, Critter Club. The Critter Club was off. They bounded down city streets and alleys, checking every nook and cranny. They looked under park benches. No kitten here. And peeked into every dumpster. No kitten in here either. But the little kitten was nowhere to be found. The Critter Club searched their way over to the park. Gosh, we've looked all over the city. There's no sign of the little kitty anywhere. But just then came the sound of a faint meow. Meow, meow, meow. The big dog turned its head and lifted its ear. I think I hear something coming from up there in the tall elm tree. The critters scampered over and saw the missing kitty stuck way up on the branch of a tall tree. Cried the little kitten. The big dog called up to it. Hello, kitty. We're here to rescue you. Come down now so we can bring you home. Meow. Uh-oh. I'm too scared to climb back down. The skunk began to panic. Oh, dear. How will we get the kitten down? The dog can't climb a tree. And the raccoon and I, we can climb. But we're both too small to lift the kitty down from the tree. scuttled up the tree and hollered, Here, kitty, kitty! Ha-ha, a mouse! Meow! The kitten howled, I'm gonna get you, mousy, mousy! The brave mouse turned around and scampered down the tree. The little kitten chased after the mouse, running all the way down the tree and making its way safely back to the ground. Come back here, mousy, mousy! Ah! Hey! What do you know? I'm back on the ground. Whoopee! Thank you so much, Critter Club. Meow! Squeak, squeak! No problem, kitty! Said the mouse. Now let's get you back home! The heroic critters walked the kitten back to its home by the park. The kitten thanked the critters once again, then scurried through the cat door. Another job well done, everyone, bellowed the dog. Now, come on, let's go collect the day-old donuts from the bin behind the bakery. We will bring them over to the little pound puppies. Hurrah! The crime fighters marched over to the bakery to collect the day-old donuts for the little pound puppies. They arrived just in time to see a rat burglar stealing the donuts from the bin. The rat had three donuts around its neck and one in its mouth. Stop right there, thief! Demanded the skunk. You'll never catch me! Snickered the rat. The thieving rat ran down the alley and the skunk ran after, hot on its tail. The rodent robber ran until it reached a dead end. It turned around to see the skunk holding up its bushy black and white tail. Drop the donuts or I'll spray. Yikes, I don't want to be covered in stinky skunk spray. The rat shrieked. I'll do anything you say. The rest of the Critter Club raced up to the skunk and the rat. They all sat down and decided to negotiate. 
The rat agreed to give up the donuts. Gosh, I didn't realize these donuts were for the puppies that live at the pound. I promise not to take any donuts from the baker's bin anymore. Thank you kindly, rat, said the skunk with a smile. You know what? You crime fighters are really cool. Do you think I could join you? The rat asked. Why, sure. We're always looking for new recruits. The raccoon replied. Now, come on. We've got some donuts to deliver. Yippee! The Critter Club and their newest member all carried the donuts over to the pound. They handed each adorable puppy a little donut treat. No problem, little puppies. It's our pleasure. The rat beamed with pride. The crime fighters left the pound and paraded over to the playground. Squeak, squeak. For our last assignment of the evening, let's pick up some litter. And then we can play on the playground. Instructed the mouse. Hooray, let's go for it. The critters gathered up little bits of trash from the ground and placed the litter into the wastebasket. Then the big dog declared, Our work here is done. Now it's time to play. Wahoo! The skunk ran down the twirly slide. <laughs> and the rat ran around the merry-go-round. The raccoon climbed across the monkey bars. And the big dog pushed the little mouse on the tire swing. Whee! The Critter Club played on the playground until the sun began to rise in the sky. Squeak, squeak! It's almost morning! Time to get back to our hideout, said the mouse. I can't wait for our next adventure tomorrow night. The skunk smiled. Yay, me too. The rat rejoiced. The critters all scampered home to rest up for their next nightly crime-fighting adventure. Yippee! I love this courageous critter tale, didn't you? You will also love listening to Bedtime FM Storytime. Yippee! It's a story podcast for kids featuring storytellers from around the world. Hosted by today's guest, Rob Griffiths. Woohoo! Be sure to check out Storytime on your podcast app to hear even more exciting adventures. Hooray, let's go for it! Oh boy, I couldn't get enough of those cool crime-fighting critters. Lucky for us, Digger the Dog is back to tell us some jokes about the critters from today's story. His name is Digger and he likes to tell jokes. My name is Digger and I like to tell jokes! Hi, Digger. Hey, everybody. Do you have some critter jokes for us today? I <laughs> sure do, Angie. And I'm itching to tell them to you. Alrighty, take it away, Digger. Sure. How many skunks does it take to stink up a classroom? Oh, dear. How many skunks does it take to stink up a classroom? A pew. My favorite activity is show and smell. 
What is a raccoon's favorite chore? Hmm. What is a raccoon's favorite chore? Disposing of the garbage. Yum, yum. What delicious trash. What kind of shoes do mice like to wear? Hmm. What kind of shoes do mice wear? Squeakers. Huh, those must be so adorable. Yeah, and they're perfect for playing hide and squeak with. <laughs> hey, Digger, I have a joke for you. Why do dogs love story podcasts? Gosh, why? Because they both have fun tales. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> it's true, Angie. Story podcasts and dogs both have really fun tales. And it was really fun sharing furry, funny critter jokes with you today. It sure was. I laughed so hard I almost coughed up a hairball. <laughs> You're full of it, Digger. Come back again soon and tell us even more jokes. Sure thing. See you crazy critters again soon. His name is Digger and he likes to tell jokes. My name is Digger and I like to tell jokes. Today's show was a fur ball. Yippee! We went on a ride-along crime-fighting adventure with the Critter Club. We helped rescue a lost cat. Meow! And even brought some day-old donuts to the pound puppies. Arf, arf. <sniffs> Thanks, Critter Club! Helping other critters is fur-tastic. We also heard some comical critter jokes from our furry friend, Digger the Dog. I just love all critters, great and small. Story Spectacular! Story Spectacular is written and hosted by Angela Ferrari. Story Spectacular is a proud member of Kids Listen, a grassroots organization dedicated to providing quality audio content for kids. That's where I met today's guest, Rob Griffiths. Rob is a gifted storyteller, and his show, Storytime, is sure to delight kids of all ages. Discover this show and many others on the Kids Listen podcast app. Would you like a free ebook of Digger's Daily Routine? Then go to storyspectacular.com and sign up for the Story Squad at the bottom of the homepage. It's free to join and you get access to other premium content like song downloads and printable activity pages. Spectacular! Thanks for listening. Have a fantastic week. Wahoo! Yippee! Story Spectacular! Today's show is titled The Flying Adventures of Lizzie the Lizard. If you enjoyed this reptile tale, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Story Spectacular on your favorite podcast app. <laughs> Who wants a story?
Welcome to Story Spectacular, the adventure-filled show you can take on the go. Listen along with your lizard, while you're dancing like a snake, or even while you're floating down the reptile river. I'm your host, Angie. Today, we have a wild reptile adventure in store for you. We will meet Lizzie, a daring young lizard who dreams to one day be able to fly and go on grand adventures. Do you think Lizzie will ever be able to fly? And where in the world would she go? Let's find out and begin our reptile tale now. The Flying Adventures of Lizzie the Lizard There once was a tiny lizard named Lizzie who lived with her family in a magical place called Lizardland. It was a lovely village made of clay on a steep mountainside. Every lizard had its place and an important job to do. Lizzie was from a family of food gatherers. These lizards would gather fruit from the jungle orchards and bring them back to the village for all the lizards to eat. What will I be when I grow up? Asked Lizzie one morning as she sat at the table having breakfast with her mother and father. Well, what would you like to be, little Lizzie? Her mother smiled. Hmm... I want to be a flying lizard and discover new places. <laughs> that sounds like a lovely dream, Lizzie, but lizards can't fly. Her father laughed. I think you should be a fruit gatherer just like me and your mother. Well, one day I'm going to become the first flying lizard. Just you wait and see. As Lizzie grew older, she began to work with her mother and father out in the orchards collecting fruit. But she never stopped dreaming of one day learning to fly and going on grand adventures. Sometimes Lizzie would even sneak away from the fruit orchards and make her way deep into the jungle. She would climb up trees and leap from branch to branch. The daring little lizard would swing on vines and explore new places in the jungle forest. Wahoo! One day, as Lizzie was sneaking off on one of her secret jungle jaunts, she heard a strange noise coming from deep in the forest. <laughs> she climbed up a tree to get a better look. The sound was coming from an old lizard who was crying for help. Help! Please, somebody help me! Lizzie sprung into action, jumping from tree to tree. She swung from a vine and swooped down to the ground. The old lizard had its foot stuck under a log. Oh, please, help me, I'm stuck! You see, I was napping by this log and it rolled over onto my foot. I'll help you get unstuck, Lizzie declared. She pushed the log with all of her might until the old lizard's foot was free. There was also a strange wooden stick that had been stuck under the log as well. Oh, thank you, thank you. You freed me from the log and you found my magic wand. What a brave little lizard you are. Uh, you're welcome. 
Did I hear you say you had a magic wand? Why, yes. You see, I'm the Lizard Wizard. And now that I have my wand back, I have regained all of my magical powers. You have magical powers? Well, sure. What would you like to see? Hmm. Can you turn that golden leaf into an apple? Ha <laughs> ha, one apple coming right up. The lizard wizard pointed his wand at the leaf on the ground and pop, he transformed the leaf into a shiny red apple before Lizzie's very eyes. Here, have a snack. Amazing, mmm, and delicious. Do you think you could make that rock disappear? No problem. The magical lizard pointed his wand at the rock and poof, it disappeared into thin air. That was incredible. Say, uh, do you think that perhaps you could make a lizard fly? The lizard wizard thought for a moment and rubbed his beard. Hmm, I guess with their permission, I could make a lizard fly. Could you give me wings so that I could fly? Are you sure that's what you want, my dear? I wish to fly more than anything in the whole world. Well, you've said the magic words. Your wish is my command. The lizard wizard took his wand and pointed it at Lizzie. Zap! There was a flash of light. She felt something on her back and looked around her shoulder. She saw that attached to her was a pair of magnificent wings. Why don't you give those a try? Lizzie opened her wings out wide and began to flap. She caught the wind and glided through the air. She soared above the trees and did a flip in the breeze. This is incredible! Lizzie gleefully flew through the air and landed back down on the ground. When she landed, Lizzie looked around. The lizard wizard was gone. Huh, he must have vanished. Oh golly, I guess I should be getting back home too. I can't wait to show my family my new set of wings. Lizzie leaped into the air and glided all the way back home. Wow, said Lizzie's father. In all my years, I've never seen a flying lizard. Are those things safe? Lizzie's mother carefully inspected Lizzie's new wings. I've been practicing with them all afternoon, Mom. These wings will make you the best fruit picker in the whole village. Now get ready for bed. We are going to have a fabulous day of fruit picking tomorrow. Lizzie's wings drooped down as she walked into her room to get ready for bed. <sighs> fruit picking is not what I had in mind. The next day, she went to work with her family in the orchards. All the other lizards were abuzz, chattering about Lizzie's new wings. Where did she get them? Said one inquisitive onlooker. I heard she's been hiding them all along. The town gossip replied. Lizzie's father beamed with pride. Go on, little one. Show them your stuff. Lizzie opened up her wings and began to fly from tree to tree. She picked mangoes, guavas, and papayas, then tossed them with her tail into the fruit basket as she flew by. All the other lizards gazed with amazement at this impressive spectacle. Incredible! Lizzie quickly filled up the fruit basket to roaring cheers from the crowd. 
But all of a sudden, from out of the sky, came a great big bird who swooped down and snatched the fruit basket. Oh no, it's the fruit hawk! The hawk darted back up into the sky, clutching the basket in its talons. I'll stop the thief and get us our fruit back! Lizzie shouted as she leaped into the air, chasing after the hawk. She made her way up into the clouds and lost sight of the big bird with a basket. Dear me, I can't see anything up here in the clouds. I better try to head back home. She started to glide down, but a gust of wind propelled her forward and she was thrusted further and further away from the village. Yikes! I can't turn around. The wind is too strong. After hours of being blown by the strong current of wind, the gust slowed and swept Lizzie back down towards the ground. The clouds parted, and she looked below her to see a white sandy beach alongside a huge body of water. The wind subsided, and she landed softly in the sand. Phew! I'm glad to be back on the ground. And say, this must be the ocean. I've always wanted to see a place like this. Lizzie saw a strange animal plodding towards her. It kind of looked like a lizard, except it had a big shell around its body. Hi there. Welcome to Turtle Bay. I'm Shelly the Turtle. Well, hello. I've never seen a turtle before. It's so nice to meet you. I'm Lizzie the Lizard. What brings you here to our little bay, Lizard? Well, I was chasing after a hawk who stole my fruit basket and... Oh, you mean that fruit basket over there? I saw a hawk fly by and drop it down from the sky just moments ago. Yes, that's it. Thank you so much for helping me find it. I will bring it back to my home in Lizardland. Gadzooks! You're all the way from Lizardland? You have an awfully long journey ahead of you with such a heavy basket. Why don't you stay a little while and enjoy some of the sights in Turtle Bay? Hooray! Lizzie spent the whole day in the bay exploring palm trees and lookout cliffs. She met many other kind turtles and even got to try some new fruits. Yum! Coconut is delicious! I will take some back home with me! Speaking of home, I guess I should be heading back now. Lizzie packed the coconut into the fruit basket and grabbed onto the handle. She tried to lift off, but the basket was too heavy for her to fly with. Oh dear, how will I ever get back home with all the fruit? Why don't you ride the Reptile River back to Lizardland? You can float the basket of fruit on the water and ride along on top. Golly, that's a great idea, Shelly. The lizard and turtle dragged the basket of fruit over to the mouth of the river. They pushed the basket into the water and then Lizzie hopped aboard. Goodbye, Shelly. Thank you so much for all your help. You're welcome, my lizard friend. Come back soon. Lizzie floated down the Reptile River away from Turtle Bay. Things were quiet on the river for a long while, but then she came to a city made of sticks and stones. There was a bridge that arched over the river and a sign that read, Welcome to Snake Town. Snake Town? 
gosh, I've never met a snake before. Maybe I will pull my basket ashore and take a look around. Lizzie landed on the shore of the river and jumped out of the basket. A friendly looking snake slithered up to her and said, Welcome my reptilian friend, I'm Mr. Wiggles, the mayor of Snake Town. Will you be staying with us long? Hi Mr. Wiggles. No, I'm afraid I'm just passing through on my way back home to Lizardland. Oh, good heavens, my dear. You still have a long journey ahead of you. Why don't you stay and rest for the night? You can continue on with your voyage tomorrow morning. Gee, okay. I am getting pretty hungry. Hooray, that's wonderful. You're just in time for our annual Snakeberry celebration. Lizzie and Mr. Wiggles made their way up the cobblestone steps to the village square where a crowd of snakes was gathered together. There was singing and dancing and lots of feasting. Lizzie tried some snakeberry muffins and sipped on some serpent cider. Wow, this is so fun! Lizzie celebrated with the snakes until the sun went down. Then she was shown to a guest house made of sticks where she had a good night's sleep. The next morning, Lizzie woke up feeling good and rested. She found her way back down to her basket. Mr. Wiggles was there to greet her with some snake berries. Here you are, Lizzie. You can add these berries to your basket of fruit. Hope you have a safe trip home. Thank you so much for all the hospitality. I hope to see you again someday, Mr. Wiggles. Then Lizzie hopped up onto her basket and began to float down the river. The fruit was getting quite ripe and some fruit flies began to swarm around her. Hey, stay away from my fruit. Shoo you flies. Gribbit, did somebody say flies? All of a sudden, an amphibian army of frogs jumped down from the trees and onto the riverbank. One by one, they leaped in the air Ribbit. and gulped down all of the fruit flies. Gulp, 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 yummy! Wow, thank you so much! Lizzie said to the frogs. Ribbit. Don't mention it! Where are you headed, little lizard? Well, I'm headed back to my home in Lizardland, but I'm feeling a little lost. Can you tell me where I am? Ribbit. Why, you're in the frog forest, of course. Ribbit. But don't worry, lizard land is just up ahead. Thank you, frogs. Come back anytime. And be sure to bring back some more fruit flies. Ribbit. They were delicious. Ha <laughs> ha, will do, said Lizzie as she floated further down the river. Wow, I've seen so many beautiful places and met so many incredible new friends. Lizzie smiled. But just then, she heard the river roaring up ahead. Oh no, I'm headed towards a waterfall. Lizzie leaped out of her basket and pushed it against the flowing water with all of her might until she made it safely to the shore. Whoa, that was a close one. But oh no, how will I ever get my basket back home now? Oh dear, I wish my basket could fly like me. Did somebody say wish? Called a familiar voice. Lizzie looked up and saw the lizard wizard. Hello again. I hear you want to make a basket fly. Golly, that would be wonderful. That way I could fly the rest of the way back home along with all of my fruit. Well, my dear, your wish is my command. The lizard wizard pulled out his wand and poof. 
The basket began to float up into the air. Yikes, my basket is getting away. The wizard grabbed a hold of a rope-like vine and swung it into the air. He lassoed the basket by the handle and pulled it back down towards the ground. Here, Lizzie, I'll tie the other end of the vine to your tail. Now you can tow the basket behind you and fly back home. Oh, thank you kindly, Lizard Wizard. My pleasure, little one. Safe travels. Lizzie leaped into the air, her basket in tow, and she flew all the way back home. A crowd of lizards saw her from the sky and gathered together to greet Lizzie as she slowly landed. Her mother and father ran up to her and gave her big hugs and kisses. Oh, Lizzie, we were so worried about you. I'm so glad you're safe. It's okay, Mom and Dad. I'm fine. And look, I brought the basket of fruit back home. Wow, that's sensational. You're such a special little lizard, my darling. The crowd cheered for Lizzie. Hey, everyone, look what else I have. Some new delicious fruits from faraway lands. Lizzie handed a coconut to a tiny lizard in the crowd. Gosh, thank you so much, Lizzie. I wish I could fly around the world just like you. Hmm, Lizzie thought. Maybe you can. From that day forward, Lizzie became a flying tour guide. She would load her lizard friends into her magical floating basket and tie the handle to her tail with a rope. Ready? Yay! Then she would guide them up into the sky, flying them to faraway places. Each day, Lizzie and the other lizards would meet new friends and go on wonderful adventures together. Lizzie the Flying Lizard lived happily ever after. Wow, Lizzie is such a special lizard. I think it's so cool that she is able to travel all around the world and meet new friends. You can help me share stories all around the world by sharing this episode or your favorite story with your friends. Send them the link to Story Spectacular or show your friends how to subscribe to the podcast. Help me spread the word about Story Spectacular so these adventurous stories can be discovered by friends all around the world. Wahoo! Speaking of friends of the show, we have a very special new animal. Today's animal comes from a real-life listener named Mason. Mason is four years old, and he's going to share some animal noises and then tell you about his favorite episode of Story Spectacular. First, let's listen to his animal sounds, and I want you to guess what kind of animal Mason is pretending to be. What do you think that noise is? It's a cricket. Now, how about this noise? What do you think that noise is? 
<laughs> it's a monkey. Now, can you guess what Mason's favorite episode of Story Spectacular is? I love all the spectacular stories. Oh, that's such a sweet answer, Mason. Thank you so much for being a part of the show and for sharing your remarkable animal sounds with us. Do you want to be a part of the show too? You can send in your own animal just like Mason. Here's how it works. Ask a grown-up to record your voice while you pretend to be an animal. Any animal you'd like. And in your best animal voice, I want you to tell all of our listeners what your favorite episode of Story Spectacular is. When you are done recording, send the audio to Angela at StorySpectacular.com. Then tune in to hear your voice on the show. Today's show was really fly. We heard all about the flying adventures of Lizzie the Lizard. Lizzie met the Lizard Wizard and was given a magical pair of wings that allowed her to fly all around the world and meet all kinds of interesting animals. Then we met another interesting animal when our friend Mason stopped by for this week's Animal. I just love going on grand adventures and hearing from spectacular friends. Story Spectacular! Story Spectacular is written and hosted by Angela Ferrari. Hey parents and kids, if you live in the Southern Maine area, I will be hosting a live spectacular story time on Saturday, March 2nd at Hustle and Flow Studio at 10.30 a.m. Learn more about this spectacular live event and get your tickets by going to hustleflowstudio.com and click on workshops. Stay up to date with all things spectacular when you sign up for the Story Squad. It's free to join and you will get access to song downloads, printable activity pages, and even a free ebook of Digger's Daily Routine. Just go to StorySpectacular.com and enter your email at the bottom of the homepage. Tune in next week for another spectacular adventure. Thanks for listening! Wow, this is so fun! (laughs) Story Spectacular! Today's show is titled The Tiny Transport Team. If you enjoyed this speedtacular show, then be sure to subscribe to Story Spectacular on your podcast app. Who wants a story? Welcome to Story Spectacular, the speedy story show you can take on the go. Listen along on a boat, while you're flying on a plane, or even while you're riding along in a dump truck. 
I'm your host, Angie. Today, we will meet the Tiny Transport Team. They are on an important mission to reunite a little girl with her lost teddy bear. Will the Tiny Transport Team save the day? Let's find out and begin our transportation tale now. The Tiny Transport Team. Bailey the boat, Tate the truck, and Pacey the plane are all junior transporters. They travel all around by air, land, and sea, bringing precious cargo safely to its destination. At night, they meet up at Tiny Transport Headquarters at Harbor Park. Bailey Boat rolls into the marina and sees Tate the truck parked by the water's edge. Hi, Bailey Boat. How was your day today? Tate asks. Ah, the water was mighty fine. There were hardly any waves. Bailey replies. How about you? Can't complain. Not a bump in the road. Just then, Pacey the plane flew down from the sky and landed on the park runway. The little plane wheeled its way over to Bailey and Tate. Hey, Pacey Plane, how was it up in the air? Ah, it was really fly, not a cloud in the sky, said Pacey with glee. Haha, <laughs> that's great. I love getting to travel around and meet new friends. Yeah, me too. Me three. Being a tiny transporter is first class fun. <laughs> <laughs> The three transportation friends laughed and said their goodnight to one another. Bailey Boat pulled into the docking bay. Tate the truck parked in a little garage. And Pacey Plane pulled into the hangar for the night. The next morning, they woke up bright and early, feeling rested, recharged, and refueled. I wonder what kind of exciting transportation mission we will go on today, said Pacey Plane with glee. Just then, a call came in on Bailey Boat's transmitter from Roger Radio. Come in, Bailey Boat. We have a code blue. Read you loud and clear, Roger Radio. What is your position? I am currently docked at the Harbor Bay headquarters with Tate the truck and Pacey the plane. Affirmative. I'm going to need all three of you tiny transporters' help for a very important mission. What's that? Well, you see, a little girl has left her teddy bear behind on Carnival Island. Now she's back home on the other side of Misty Mountain. Your job, tiny transport team, is to reunite this little girl with her lost teddy bear at once. Roger that, Roger Radio. I knew I could count on the tiny transport team. Over and out. They said goodbye to Roger the radio and quickly devised a plan. I will journey through the water to Carnival Island and retrieve the teddy bear. Then I will bring it back here to Harbor Park headquarters, said Bailey the boat. Then I will fly the teddy bear over the mountain safely to the other side. Pacey the plane chimed in. Then I will drive the last leg of the trip down the road to the little girl's house, transporting her teddy bear safe and sound. 
Then you better start driving to the checkpoint now, Tate Truck. It will take you twice as long to drive around the mountain as it will for me to fly over it. You're right, Pacey Plane. We want to transport that teddy bear back home to the little girl before nightfall. I'll get a move on, said Tate the Truck. Me too, said Bailey Boat. And I'll wait here for your return, Bailey the Boat, said Pacey Plane. Tiny transport team to the rescue! Tate the truck drove away, and Bailey Boat began to motor towards Carnival Island. The ocean waves pushed against Bailey. The little boat was getting rocked back and forth in the high seas. Gosh, I don't know if I can make it. I better call into Roger Radio and see if I'm almost there. Come in, Roger Radio. This is Bailey Boat. Reach loud and clear, Bailey. How can I help? Can you tell me my position? You are right on track and approaching your destination soon. Just stay the course, my tiny transport friend. Roger that, Roger Radio. Over and out. The little boat kept on motoring through the rocky waves. Soon, Bailey could see Carnival Island off in the distance. There it is. Just a little ways to go now. Finally, Bailey the boat reached Carnival Island and drove up to the dock. The little boat called out to the Coast Guard. Hi there. I'm here to pick up a lost teddy bear and transport it back to a little girl. Ah, uh, yes. We've been expecting you. This poor little teddy bear was left behind on a bench. I'm sure the little girl is missing her friend very much. Thank goodness you're here, Bailey Boat. No problem, Coast Guard. Just doing my job. The friendly guard loaded the little teddy bear securely into the back of Bailey Boat. Safe travels, my tiny transporter friend. Then Bailey Boat motored its way back. Bailey the Boat, up, Bailey the Boat. through the wavy waters and finally reached Harbor Park where Pacey Plane was there waiting in the wings. Did you get the teddy bear, Bailey Boat? I sure did. Bailey the Boat handed the little stuffed bear over to Pacey the Plane who loaded it into the hull. Safe travels, Pacey Plane. Thanks, Bailey Boat. The little plane raced down the runway and took off into the air. Pacey the plane climbed higher and higher into the sky towards Misty Mountain. The cloudy air was thick around the mountaintop, and Pacey the plane was feeling wary. So the little plane called in to Roger Radio. Come in, Roger Radio. Go ahead, Pacey plane. I can't see a thing up here. I feel like I might be lost. Hmm. 
and looks like you're on course. Just stay steady and keep on flying, my friend. You'll be on the other side of the mountain soon. Roger that, Roger Radio. Over and out. Pacey the plane kept on flying through the clouds and over the mountain. Soon the air cleared and Pacey could see once again. I'm over the mountain. Just a little more ways to go. Pacey the plane landed on a runway on the other side of Misty Mountain. Just as the little plane touched down to the ground, Tate the truck rolled up. Perfect timing, Tate truck. I just landed. Are you ready to take this little teddy bear on the last leg of the trip? I sure am. Let's load up the teddy bear and get it home to the little girl. Here you go, Tate. Safe travels, my friend. Bye-bye, Pacey Plane. Tate the truck drove away with the little teddy bear in tow. The truck made its way up and down steep hills and around winding curves. Then suddenly, Tate the truck came to a fork in the road. Hmm, I wonder which way I should go. Tate turned to the left. Uh, I think this is the way. As Tate Truck drove along, the road grew narrower and bumpier. Oh dear, maybe this isn't the way after all. Perhaps I should turn around. Just then, Roger Radio called in. Come in, Tate the Truck. Loud and clear, Roger Radio. Boy, am I glad to hear from you. What's your 20, Tate? Gosh, I'm not sure. I took a left at the fork in the road, but now I'm afraid I'm lost. Give me one moment, I'll check your coordinates. It looks like you're right on track, Tate the Truck. Just a few more miles to go and you will be at your destination. Keep on driving along, my tiny transport friend. Roger that, Roger Radio. Over and out. Tate the truck kept on driving. I'll put the pedal to the metal and get you home, Teddy Bear. Take the truck, hot, take the truck. Take the truck, hot, take the truck. The road smoothed out, and Tate could see the little girl's house at the bottom of a steep hill. Tate the truck coasted its way down and parked in the driveway. Yay, I've arrived! The little girl ran outside to meet Tate. Gosh. 
here. Do you have my teddy? I sure do. Tate the truck pulled the lever and tipped the back body of its truck up in the air. The little teddy bear slid down into the arms of the little girl. My teddy bear, you're home. I miss you so much. She gave her teddy a great big bear hug, then looked up at Tate the truck. Thank you so much, Tate. Here. She handed Tate truck an envelope. Do you think you could deliver this back to Tiny Transport Headquarters? I sure can. <laughs> Golly, well, I better get a move on. Goodbye. Tate the truck drove through the night back through the steep and winding roads. Finally, Tate reached Harbor Bay just as the sun was rising in the sky. Bailey Boat and Pacey Flame were there to meet the little truck. Welcome back, Tate. Were you able to deliver the teddy bear to its destination? I sure did. The little girl was very happy to be reunited with her stuffed animal. And look, she gave me this envelope. Let's open it up. Why, it's a thank you letter. It says, Dear Bailey Boat, Pacey Plane, and Take the Truck, Thank you for crossing the sea, flying over a mountain, and driving down bumpy roads to bring my teddy bear back home to me. You tiny transporters are all my heroes! Hooray! Another job well done, friends. Now let's get fueled up and ready for our next transport mission. Woohoo! Boat plane and truck, hot boat plane and truck. Weren't those tiny transporters spectacular? If you want to be part of even more transportation fun, join the Story Spectacular Facebook group and vote for your favorite tiny transporter in our poll. Tell us if you liked Bailey Boat, Pacey Plane, Tate the Truck, or even Roger Radio the best. I can't wait to see which tiny transporter you thought was the most speedtacular. And speaking of transportation fun, Digger the Dog is back to tell us some funny jokes about transportation that will really get your motor going. His name is Digger and he likes to tell jokes. My name is Digger and I like to tell jokes. Hey everybody. Hi Digger. Do you have some funny jokes about transportation for us today? I sure do, and I'm all revved up to tell them to you. Haha, <laughs> that's great. Take the wheel, Digger. Sure. Where do you take a sick boat? Hmm, where do you take a sick boat? To the nearest dock. Oh golly, I'm feeling seasick. 
Why did the little plane get sent to its room? Oh dear, why did the little plane get sent to its room? Because it had a bad altitude. Hmm, I don't want to eat my airplane food, Mom. What has four wheels and flies? What? A garbage truck. <laughs> oh, I get it. Flies like the insect because flies love to be around garbage. <laughs> That's right, Angie. I'm glad that joke didn't fly over your head. <laughs> Me too. Your jokes about transportation were first class. You know me, Angie. I've got a need for speed. <laughs> Come back again soon and tell us even more jokes. Sure thing. Until then, enjoy the ride. His name is Digger and he likes to tell jokes. My name is Digger and I like to tell jokes. Today's episode was pure engine entertainment. We tagged along with the Tiny Transporters, Bailey Boat, Pacey Plane, and Tate the Truck as they relayed a lost teddy bear back home to a little girl. Those tiny transporters sure were terrific. Hooray! Then Digger the Dog stopped by to tell us some turbotastic jokes about transportation. I think tiny transporters are just spectacular. Story Spectacular! Story Spectacular is written and hosted by Angela Ferrari. To vote for your favorite tiny transporter from today's episode, join the Story Spectacular Facebook group and cast your vote. Would you like a free ebook of Digger's Daily Routine? Go to StorySpectacular.com and enter your email at the bottom of the homepage. I will send you your free ebook and you will also get updates on spectacular news. You'll see original show artwork, plus get song downloads and printable activity pages. Spectacular! Thanks for listening. Have a good ride, everybody! Tiny Transport Team to the rescue! Thank you for listening to the Summertime Playlist Volume 2. I hope you enjoyed this fun story mix. Have a wonderful summer, everyone!